Section 45 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. The Little Brawl at Alham. Chapter 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. The wonderful gift giving of Gaul continued and an uneasiness and embarrassment began to creep through the great banqueting hall gentlemen looked at each other questioningly and then spoke again on indifferent matters but only with half of their minds the singers the harpers and jugglers submitted to that constraint so that every person felt awkward and no one knew what should be done or what would happen and from that doubt dullness came with silence following on its heels there is nothing more terrible than silence. Shame grows in that blank, or anger gathers there, and we must choose which of these is to be our master. That choice lay before Fion, who never knew shame. Gal, said he, how long have you been taking tribute from the people of Lachlan? A long time now, said Gal, and he looked into an eye that was stern and unfriendly i thought that my rent was the only one that people had to pay fion continued your memory is at fault said gall let it be so said fion how did your tribute arise long ago fion in the days when your father forced war on me ah said fion when he raised the high king against me and banished me from ireland continue said fion and he held gall's eye under the great beetle of his brow i went into england said gall and your father followed me there i went into white lachlan norway and took it your father banished me thence also i know it said fion i went into the land of the saxons and your father chased me out of that land and then in lachlan at the battle of Kinnock, your father and i met at last foot to foot eye to eye and there fion and there gall and there I killed your father. Fion sat rigid and unmoving, his face stony and terrible as the face of a monument carved on the side of a cliff. Tell all your tales, said he. At that battle I beat the Lachlanhocks. I penetrated to the hold of the Danish king, and I took out of his dungeon the men who had lain there for a year and were awaiting their deaths. I liberated fifteen prisoners, and one of them was Fion. It is true, said Fion. Gal's anger fled at the word. Do not be jealous of me, dear heart, for if I had twice the tribute, I would give it to you and to Ireland. But at the word jealous, the chief's anger revived. It is an impertinence, he cried, to boast at this table that you killed my father. By my hand, Gal replied, if Fion were to treat me as his father did, I would treat Fion the way I treated Fion's father. Fion closed his eyes and beat away the anger that was rising within him. He smiled grimly. If I were so minded, I would not let that last word go with you, Gaul, for I have here an hundred men for every man of yours. Gaul laughed aloud. So had your father, he said. Fion's brother, Carol Whiteskin, broke into the conversation with a harsh laugh. How many of Fion's household has the wonderful Gaul put down, he cried. But Gaul's brother, bald Conan the Swearer, turned a savage eye on Carol, 
by my weapon said he there were never less than an hundred and one men with gall and the least of them could have put you down easily enough ah cried carol and are you one of the hundred and one old scald head one indeed my thick-witted thin-livered carol and i undertake to prove on your hide that what my brother said was true and that what your brother said was false you undertake that growled carol and on the word he loosed a furious buffet at conan which conan returned with a fist so big that every part of carol's face was hit with a one blow the two then fell into grips and went lurching and punching about the great hall two of oscar's sons could not bear to see their uncle being worsted and they leaped at conan and two of the gauls sons rushed at them then oscar himself leaped up and with a hammer in either hand he went battering into the melee i thank the gods said conan for the chance of killing yourself oscar these two encountered then and oscar knocked a groan of distress out of conan he looked appealingly at his brother art Morna, and that powerful champion flew to his aid and wounded oscar Osin, oscar's father could not abide that he dashed in and quelled Artog. then rough-haired Morna wounded Osin and was himself tumbled by mac lugak who was again wounded by gara mac Morna. the banqueting hall was in tumult in every part of it men were giving and taking blows here two champions with their arms round each other's necks were stamping round and round in a slow sad dance here were two crouching against each other looking for a soft place to hit yonder a big-shouldered person lifted another man in his arms and threw him at a small group that charged him in a retired corner a gentleman stood in a thoughtful attitude while he tried to pull out a tooth that had been knocked loose you can't fight he mumbled with a loose shoe or a loose tooth hurry up with that tooth the man in front of him grumbled for i want to knock out another one pressed against the wall was a bevy of ladies some of whom were screaming and some laughing and all of whom were calling on the men to go back to their seats only two people remained seated in the hall. Gall twisted round, watching on the progress of the brawl critically, and Fion, sitting opposite, watched Gall. Just then Phelan, another of Fion's sons, stormed the hall with three hundred of the Fianna, and by this force all Gall's people were put out of doors, where the fight continued. Gall looked then calmly on Fion. Your people are using their weapons, said he are they fion inquired as calmly and as though addressing the air in the matter of weapons said gall and the hard-fighting pillar of battle turned to where his arms hung on the wall behind him he took his solid well-balanced sword in his fist over his left arm his ample bossy shield and with another side look at fion he left the hall and charged irresistibly into the fray fion then arose he took his accoutrements from the wall also and strode out then he raised the triumphant fenian shout and went into the combat that was no place for a sick person to be it was not the corner which a slender finger woman would choose to do up her hair nor was it the spot an ancient man would select to think quietly in for the tumult of sword on sword of axe on shield the roar of the contending parties the crying of wounded men and the screaming of frightened women destroyed peace and over all was the rallying cry of gull mac Morna and the great shout of fion 
then fergus trulips gathered about him all the poets of the fianna and they surrounded the combatants they began to chant and intone long heavy rhymes and incantations until the rhythmic beating of their voices covered even the noise of war so that the men stopped hacking and hewing and let their weapons drop from their hands these were picked up by the poets and a reconciliation was effected between the two parties but fion affirmed that he would make no peace with clan morna until the matter had been judged by the king cormac mac art and by his daughter Ilvi, and by his son cabri avana life and by fintan the chief poet gaul agreed that the affair should be submitted to that court and a day was appointed a fortnight from that date to meet at tara of the kings for judgment then the hall was cleansed and the banquet recommenced of fion's people eleven hundred of men and women were dead while of gaul's people eleven men and fifty women were dead but it was through fright the women died for not one of them had a wound or a bruise or a mark the author includes this note this version of the death of wall is not correct also Canuck is not in lachlan but in ireland End of section 45